0: You are now locked into the Beyond Hashtag Podcast. Hashtag BTH Pod. Hello, hello, welcome to our second part of our chat with kevin harper thank you for joining kevin if you guys have missed part one go and check it out on the link below we spoke about a wide range of topics you know black players in scotland pathways after football racial abuse in the 90s um you know harry redknapp and his his championship winning gang all that good stuff so now thank you for that kevin and you know we don't waste too much time um, and we'll get into the discussions of part two where we're going to speak about you know black managers in in the british game and you know Different approaches to and solutions, which is our main focus to, to dealing with racism. So, yeah, Kevin, you mentioned number number of times when you got into management after your career, you were the first black manager in fifteen years um, to, to manage in the professional Scottish game. Um, so you went to Albion Rovers in in two thousand and three. So, again, sh- shed some more light for our listeners and and watchers on on again how that opportunity came about, um, the struggles you had to get that opportunity, and and the aftermath of it.
1: I had uh, had obviously retired when I was was thirty two. I was looking in a window, went to turn right, done uh, my my knee, then that sort of finished my career, which probably I wasn't ready for if I am being honest at that at that point in time. Uh, and from then, it, you know, turned my back a little bit on football, then came back to it. You know, went and done my badges, done my a done my B license, done my A license, and then thought, you know, I'm going to go and apply for some jobs. So. You know I, I didn't think it was going to be easy but I, I must admit i didn't think it would take me 40 plus jobs at all levels just to get you know one interview mm. that's how it took me it took me that amount of, amount of time to get one interview you know probably had about three replies back you know you're not you're not successful you know so this isn't just managers roles. this is the managers assistants mm. you know uh, 20s managers, 18s managers, so it's just applications upon application. Yeah, yeah. Applications, yeah, so it wasn't it, you know, and I, I know that I probably wasn't the best candidate for some of them, you know. I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll admit that, you know. But I think when I look at some of the people that got the jobs, that I feel that I was better equipped than, you know, I had a better, better playing career, you know, played at a better level, you know, understood the managers that I had worked under you know, and people getting jobs, so you you wonder, you wonder why, mm. you wonder why, you know, and, you know, there hadn't been a, a black manager in, you know, as I say, 15 years, certainly in the lower leagues, you know, 18 years uh, in the the higher divisions, so, you know, obviously there was a little bit, I believe, I believe there's institutional racism, you look at Scottish football just now, there's one, one black person in the game, you know, and that's an assistant manager at Livingston. Uh, so for so for me, you look at that across the board, and it's it just shows you know you've got you've got forty plus teams in Scotland. The majority of them have a a manager, assistant manager, and you know a first team coach. So if you if you look at that, that's over hundred and twenty jobs, you know, yeah. give or take. And for there to be one one person in that and of 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 colour and yeah. their roles. Then it is, I think it says something, you know. I think it's. I think it's difficult enough to get in as if you're a way out of the game, you yeah. know. But I think it's even more difficult if you're if you're a black if you're a black coach manager trying to get into the game, you know. So so for me, i Rovers came up the I actually for I actually had forgot that I had apply I had applied for the job. <laughs> when
0: you do so many, you but, forget. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: no. It's just because I was like, you know what? I'll apply for it. I'm not going to get anything back because you're that used to you're that used to not getting something back, and then the email came through saying that they would want to they wanted to interview me, which was was a shock. You know, it was a shock. So, uh, went and watched the game and done a little bit of analysis on what I felt was uh, the good parts and the bad parts. You know where where they were going wrong. Went into the interview pretty well prepared. You know, done the interview. You know, and and got offered the job that night, which. Which was is is it was a shock. It was a I must yeah. admit it was a shock. I felt the interview went really really well. I think I came across really well. But you know when you when you've had that many knockbacks and you've not had that that was my first ever footballing interview as such. Yeah. You know because as a player you don't do an interview. Yeah. Know, so uh, and then I went in and and went in and spoke to the players and re- what what I wanted you know we were seven points I think not eight points a draft or something you know. Seven points of drift at the bottom of the league, two almost going out of the going out of the league, uh, and we had to I had to turn that around. And the biggest thing that you know that I, I wanted was we had to stop conceding goals. We were conceding probably three, four goals a game, mm-hmm. and that was that was a difficult part. That was a real difficult part. We didn't have a we didn't have a strong budget. You know we were the lowest, lowest budget in the league. You know our, our players were, you know some of them, the majority of them weren't even on. You know, a hundred pounds a week. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was tough enticing enticing players uh, towards us. And we had, you know, we had players that I just felt, and that's no disrespect to them, just weren't good enough for the mm. level that they were playing at, you know, and 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 I'm aware that, you know, like as you as you get up the levels it, it becomes more and more difficult. You know, but at the end of the day that's just how I felt and I was going to live and die by that. But you know, I had to make sure that the players were were as good as they could be up until I could open it, until the window opened, that I could get some players in. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately enough, I had to do a bit of, you know, had to release release players, get them off the wage bill so that I could bring player different players in. And you mm-hmm. know what I looked what I looked for was people that would work hard, that would give a hundred percent, that were leaders. And I was fortunate enough that, you know, I was able to do I was able to bring five or six players in to add, probably seven players, to add to the players that were there. You yeah. know, we were fortunate enough. We had, we had a goalkeeper that was on loan from Motherwell that was there for the season, which who, who was a young kid, but he was a very good goalkeeper. You know, we, we brought, I brought in uh, a striker, uh, two strikers, a midfielder, uh, a wide player, and a centre-half, which uh, and I, I left back. So, you know, I, I felt as if the core of the, the team was... Was, was stronger certainly stronger yeah and the the players that were there were, were leaders so we worked re, worked really hard and trying not to concede goals and it took time it took time but I always knew that it took time yeah. I, I, I knew that you know Berwick Rangers who were our closest closest, the closest team to us weren't great they yes. weren't great and uh, so we had that we were fortunate enough in that and I always knew it would come down to probably the last quarter always knew that you know the time we change the players we would hopefully pick up some results you yeah. so know we went 13 games i think before we got our first one i think wow. on the 13th we got our, fir- our first one but you know i think the change the change we were you know the three games before we won we could beat 1-0 1-0 1-0 and we had opportunities to opportunities to go ahead in the game and we didn't and that was unfortunate and then the game that we won ironically we got three points the morning of the game because another team had a team had uh, Hold up. Played that and no, I played an oh. eligible player in, oh, in wow. one, of, one of the games okay. previously. So we got we get a three 0 win and then yeah. uh, we beat Still in one 0 Then I remember the keeper making a absolute wonder save yeah. last minute. Like I thought it was in from the, the side, I thought it was in, and he, he managed to save it. And that was it. And that helped us. And then the, pre, the week previous to that, our goalkeeping coach had passed away. So uh, during the night, so. That was that was a catalyst, and we were a tight group, but that he made us even tighter. That's, yeah. And I, I remember, I remember the week before Beric, you know Beric, who were our closest rivals. We played them, and they scored probably with five minutes to go or something. I remember them celebrating on the pitch, you know, as if they that was them, that was them. Yeah. <laughs> up. And I, and, yeah. and I said that to the players after after the game. I says, just remember how they celebrated on our patch, and lo and behold, the players went on an unbelievable run. I think we won some like uh, 19 points out of 27 wow. in the last quarter you know and, and we ended up staying up with staying up with uh, five points oh, wow. so the turnaround was was incredible you know so <laughs> it was it was a, it was a real difficult time you know dealing with the the fact that the goalkeeping coach had died trying to change all the players try to change yeah. the mentality try to change the mentality of the club as well but you know i will be ever for i'll be forever grateful to the day that I, i'm no longer on this earth Albion Rovers for giving me the opportunity if that's my first and only management role then I can say that i done that I felt i had done a good job kept a Mm. a team in the league who might have struggled had they they been down so you know that's you know that's the legacy that I've left whether it's only for a couple of seasons hopefully it won't be hopefully I'll get back in but if that's that's what it is then so be it.
0: No, good point, and and you touched on it. You, you do want to get him back at some point as well. So uh, I think it'll be good for it'll be good to see you, um, yeah, in in the role in the future. And I think, um, go, going to your the successes that you did have, so you had a vision. You you know you had to overcome a whole world of challenges, just at Albion Rovers. And I guess with again being being a black manager in your position, how much do you feel like black managers have to prove themselves a lot more than than their white or? Yeah, other ethnicity counterparts um because you know you look at the moment you know what people like chris hewton have done in the english game you've got patrick Vieira at the moment at palace like do you feel like you got the sufficient time to prove yourself do you feel like if that there was a, a white counterpart in your same position they would have you know been given a lot longer and yet the whole you know, having to work twice as hard i think
1: i think for, for me when i left Albion rovers it was my choice Mm-hmm. they offered me a new contract but i just didn't feel that you know where, where i felt we wanted to go and the budget side of things i don't think it was and it just didn't fit where i was if that's honest if i'm being honest yeah, you know but uh, there was no hard feelings I, I i let them know that you know we i still speak to the chairman you know so for me it's it's, it's no bother it was my choice yeah. you know it, i feel as if for the job that i've done at albany rovers I feel that I should be back in? Just now, I've had another chance. Yeah, I do. Yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, as I, as I said earlier, you know, people make choices, and that's I'm I'm fine with that. You know, right or wrongly, people make choices. You know, but I think the the biggest thing for me is getting getting the quality that more and more black players, or managers or coaches are getting the opportunities to yeah. interview, you know, and get be you know thought about for for certain roles. You know, I. And that's the biggest thing for me. You know, where, as I say, whether Kevin Harper gets back in or not, I don't know. That I'm, I'm the, key. I'm not, I'm not privy to, you know, forward thinking, you know, yeah. or seeing in the future. If I would, I would be, you know, I would. Millennial. A, 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 a lot of different things, you know. But I, I think, I think for me, it's about getting more and more black and ethnic players in the game. You know, certainly in Scotland, certainly in Scotland, because I think, I think the level of black players, even at grassroots level, is disappearing, you yeah. know, is, get, is becoming lower, you know, I know the English FA have got a great, you know, I've went, I've went through, I've went through the process of uh, the, the, the player to coach scheme. I yeah. went through that with the, the PFA and, you know, had a, had a couple of offers, which just for me, weren't, weren't right, you know, bringing my family down and just financially wasn't viable, you know, but at the end of the day, that's just how it is, you know, and I I, I went over to Australia and coached, then I came back and I, I vowed that, you know, if I ever go anywhere, then I'll take my family with me. You know, and, and that's just the way it is. You know, that's not that's a non-negotiable. So it has to be has to be right for everyone. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I like what they're doing. You know, the black and ethnic player to coach scheme. So yep. players are going into clubs and you know they're working right through the whole whole of the club from you know first team all the way down. You know, they're Youth seeing a terrific. bit of it. They're yep. seeing a bit of the yeah the back the back end as well. You know the, the the office side of things, which is which is great. You know, and and I think that's. That should be admired, and it should be developed in other other places, you know. And but everyone, everyone, and I can I can hear them all saying, ah, but we don't have the money. The PFA or the English English League have, you know. But at the end of the day, I always say, if if you're going to have an initiative like this, I'm sure you'd be able to drum up sponsorship for Some way, two, yeah. three, four, five players to do that. No problem at all, because there's mm-hmm. there's companies out there that would would be well suited to you know having having that. That chat with you, you know, it yeah. might not be. You might not get all the money from one one company, but you, I'm sure you would be able to get uh, all from four, five, six companies, no problem
0: at all. Yeah, to be honest, I think it's all about priorities and and how much effort you want to put into something that that you want to achieve. To be honest, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I I subscribe to you know if if you, if you want to do it, you'll you'll get the sponsors and you'll find the routes to kind of doing it. Um... You are now locked into the Beyond the Hashtag Podcast. Subscribe and follow us on all our platforms. Help us break the generational chains of racism, one goal at a time. We'll finish up the episode shortly and I, I want to get into some some more direct solutions. So one topic that you've raised um, before about, you know, taking 40 applications just to get your, your one interview. Um, I'm questioning my head, just on an application basis, why, that was the case, even even just looking at your name to start off with. So so my name's Stephen I do before. So I've got, you know, a name that sounds African. I'm a proud Ghanaian man. So I can understand as as harsh as it is why someone would look someone in you know, Britain would look at my application and that's where the institutional racism will come in and kind of discard it because of my name. But your name's Kevin Harper. So that you know that that's a that's a British sounding name. There's there's no a sort of like if, if you're looking out on just a black and white CV basis, yeah. there, there wouldn't be any necessary reason to to discard that. So I guess why do you think you just weren't succeeding through the application processes, and and what what can be done to to kind of change that discrepancy? I think I,
1: think for, I think for me when you look at it, you know, I'm probably a well known footballer, you know, in Scotland. You know, most people know me in Scotland as a as a footballer. They know that I'm black, they know that I'm outspoken on racism, mm-hmm. you know, and I've, I've had this said to me before, I've said, people have said, I think, Kevin, I think if you want to get back in the game or get in the game, you have to stop talking about racism because wow. you're be putting chair, chairman and, and, and people off. Wow. And <laughs> I just, I just go, well, you know, and as as I said earlier, if, if, if I have to shut up about racism, then I'm not going to. Yeah. So it's, I'm not. I'm not I'm not saying it as a, you know, I'm not a Martin Luther King type that I'm gonna make a revolution. You know, I see it when it when I get asked the question. I'll yeah. never shy away from it. I'm outspoken about what we do on racism and equality. And it's mm-hmm. not enough, in my opinion. I've been I've been talking about it for the best part of 25 years, 30 years, you know, and, and I don't think anything's changed. So for people in the game to say that, you know, there you go, there's your answer. And, yeah. and I think for, for me, if you if you look at okay. if you look at the corporate world, you look at the corporate world away from football and if two CVs go in, and I always use this analogy, if, if Kevin Harper's CV goes in and Zinedine Zidane's CV goes in mm-hmm. and you don't know any of these two people in the corporate world and you look at their CV, you know what one's going to get the job because yeah. of the best job. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's simple. It's facts, it's simple. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah, it's fact, you know, but at the end of the day, I think in football, people know who... They are, you know, mm-hmm. and the then Kevin Harper might get a job over Zinedine Zidane because it's at a lower level, mm-hmm. or than Zidane would be, you know. But at the end of the day, ultimately, for me, if they two CVs go in and you see Zinedine Zidane's and you see Kevin Harpers and you think that Kevin Harper's going to be a better option, you know, you've still got to, you've still got interviews in Zinedine Zidane because his CV looks better. Yeah, and that's ultimately the way I see it, you know. We're, we're too, we're too busy thinking about what people have done previously. You know, and, and football is has got a huge reputation for, you know, people that have failed in getting another chance. Mm-hmm. Black and ethnic managers get very few chances when yeah. you look at it. You know, you look at Saul Campbell, you look at his yeah. pedigree, you know, and we talk about this all the time. You look at Saul Campbell's pedigree. he had to start right at the very bottom. Mm. You know, a league a league two in England. League two, yeah. You know, and other play, other players lesser than him have had to st- st- started in the championship or the Premier League. Yeah. You know? So too. for me, you look at it and you and that's a fact that you go, Why is that? Why is Has so Campbell got a bad name? He's he no. got a bad reputation? <laughs> Don't know. Don't know. You know, do people not like the way he speaks? Possibly. Mm. You no. Know, is it his colour? Possibly you know so you don't you don't know these things you know so yeah. ultimately that's what that's what we're trying to find out you know but at the end of the day how can you is it institutional racism is it subconscious racism is it subconscious bias probably mm.
0: no yeah the all kind of thing always always makes me scratch my head every time and you know there's more players like Jimmy Floyd Hasselbein to get into British management yeah. as well and, and he's still having to start at the bottom and yeah there's you know there's and this is a blatant example when, you know, someone like Frank Lampard, and he's not the best example because he has actually got an amazing CV, but like, he, you know, directly got the derby job because Harry Redknapp phoned up, you know, the chairman to say, you know, give Frank an interview. So, I mean, yes if he had just applied to the job derby job he might have got it anyway but it's just the fact that he got it through directly through you know his uncle and that kind of contact is is you know it left, it left sort of a, a bit of taste in in the mouth in, in that sense so and that's something that you know someone like Sol Campbell wouldn't have been able to do just for the simple fact of you know he, he wouldn't have had to have gone through that route so yes yeah, it's, 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 it's it's yeah it's, it's, it's a topic that definitely needs more more unraveling and, and more unwrapping but um we will we will we'll finish up um just a, a question to you i guess would and, and you can speak for the from the heart for this one but what one solution if you had to only pick one and there's multiple solutions if you had to see one solution implemented for the eradication of you know discrimination in football what what would you like to see sort of in your lifetime before you pass i, I, I think
1: for me it's just about you know equality i think that's what that's what it is you know we we talk about the Rooney rule and, excuse me. I think the Rooney Rule becomes a tick box. You know, I think the mm-hmm. Rooney Rule is a fantastic idea. You yeah. know, when you when you look at what it's done in American football, but if you even look at the stats in American football, I think it's transgressed since the Rooney Rule came out because mm-hmm. I know they're they're making a different rule up now because mm-hmm. the 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 black and ethnic coaches are less now than what they were maybe five ten years ago. Yeah. You know, and that's what happens. It becomes a tick box. But I think we have to we have to open our our eyes and open our minds to other opportunity, you know, not just the same, 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 you know, speak to people, you know, because until we have that diversity, we're never going to know, you know, and and I always say, you know, if, if a black person is going to spend the best part of 15 grand or however much it's 15, 16, 17,000 pounds to go through all their badges to pro level, Mm -hmm. you know, why would you do that with very little, very little chance of getting a top job? Mm. The only way you're going to do that is if you're in a job, yeah. and I think that's detrimental right away. You know, you have to give it up equal opportunity. A white person has got more opportunity of getting in in football and spending that amount of money to get a job than a black person has. So if you're a if you're a black coach starting out and you're going and you're re which is I don't know, I think it's fifteen hundred pounds, seventeen hundred pounds. Who have you got to look at to say, I'm going to do this because he's he not there, he's yeah. got there, she's got there. You know, there's several. I'm not saying that it should be fifty fifty. No way am I saying that. And no way am I saying that any black person should get a job because of their colour. Yeah. So I want to make that clear. Yeah. What absolutely. I'm saying is, yeah. you know, you people should get interviewed because they are they're potentially the best for that job. Yeah. So I think for me it's about equality.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and to be honest, thank you for bringing up the Rooney rule, because we're going to actually have a, an episode where, you know, a friend of mine, she's done a whole dissertation and study on the Rooney rule and sort of implementing it potentially into British football. So, yeah, listeners and, and viewers can look out for that one in weeks to come. But now, Kevin, I want to thank you because I know you've got a shoot. So thank you so much for your time and, and for joining me and, and your insights and and yeah your general discussion. I'm sure, you know, the listeners will very much appreciate it. Um, and yeah, just any final word before we wrap up.
1: No, oh, just thanks very much for inviting me on and i i hope you continue to do do well and if you need a chat any other time just give me a shout
0: No, absolutely kevin yeah it would be a pleasure to have you back on but yeah thank you guys please keep liking subscribing and comment your favorite part of this episode and any any questions you have for kevin you can shoot him in the comments and i'll or you know hit him up on linkedin all that kind of stuff and we'll we'll stay connected but cheers guys have a good, have a good day to continue the engagement with us please follow our socials instagram at beyond hashtag underscore that's at beyond hashtag underscore tweet us at beyond hashtag that's at beyond hashtag on twitter you can email us for more lengthy discussions or suggestions hello beyond hashtag at gmail.com the email again is hello beyond hashtag at gmail.com, and our episodes will always be available on Spotify, Google, Anchor FM, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you once again for listening, and God richly bless.